Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. of the Spirit of the Lord. One hundred and twenty gathered in one place, fervent to pray for the Spirit of grace. When suddenly there came a sound of rushing mighty wind, the Holy Ghost began to be poured out upon all men. <laughs> this is that spoken by the prophet Joel. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show coming to you live this April 30th, 2023 from the studios of KDIX 
Dickinson, North Dakota, also picked up by their website, also by Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2. We've got people texting me all tonight, which you can do, 701-290-7862, 701-290-7862. And good to have all of you that are listening already, that have told me that you're listening already. Uh, just good text from my friend, Brother Jones, said they had a demon-possessed lady in church. They cast the demon out, and it sounds like she's doing all right. Have um, the Matherns listening tonight? Good to have all of them tuned in. We've got, uh, oh, we've got, see who else texted me tonight so far. We have uh, Brother Johnson. We've got Brother Griffith, Brother Luna. The Lunas are listening. So good to have all of you. If you want to text me, 701-290-7862, you can let me know you're listening. You can email me, robertsimons58 at gmail.com. So there's just a lot of uh, people listening already. Good. I'm glad for that. We've got uh, maybe some try some new music tonight. Uh, we've got a girl from one of our churches in Wapaton that has given me some songs to play, so I'm going to trust her and play those songs. I've never listened to them, but I've got one of them queued up. We'll see that. I brought my guitar in the studio. Might do some of that. We've got a um, topic that I think is interesting. Spoke about it in our church service today, a little bit of it at the jail service today. Our county jail service is is, is, a, is a great outreach, and I would just got some people that are super hungry there for God. And I've been doing jail ministry for many, many years, but I have to say lately, last year or so in this these services, that these people are... Um, I just uh, have a great group. I don't know if any of them are listening tonight. I know they won't be able to text me or anything if they are, but uh, just serious about God. Of course, there, some of them are getting out of jail, coming to church. We're excited about that. So, um, in fact, I may talk a little bit about that today, about just about what really, really kind of gets me going. And uh, the most, really, the only thing in life that I really desire, I guess. I'd like to, oh, what should I start with here first? Yeah, let's let's read a scripture, Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 6, and it starts with verse 11. And we desire that every, every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope unto the end. For when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself, saying, Surely, blessing, I will bless thee, and multiplying, I will multiply thee. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. And I want to just focus on um, this concept of, of the promises of God and what we have to do to receive them. You know, and I've, I've said this now several times today, but I want to I just say right away that I don't think I'm the only one that knows these things. I'm not trying to throw other religious people under the bus tonight and say they don't know these things. But I hear, uh, you know, some Christian radio. I hear some secular or, you know, non-Pentecostal preachers. I hear uh, people talk about the Bible, and it's, sometimes it seems like they throw around the promises of God, like they're just guaranteed to come to to everybody that believes that they'll have them. 
but they don't realize that they're the promises of God are conditional. They are conditional. A lot of things that God says are, if you do this, I'll do that. If you do this, I'll do that. For instance, um, Acts chapter 2, where Peter was preaching on the day of Pentecost, on the birthday of the church, they um, he was preaching about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. What Jesus did going on the cross for us to make a way for us to be saved. And the Bible says in Acts 2 and verse 37, now when they heard this, uh, they they cried out to Peter and to the rest of the apostles. It says they were pricked in their heart. Their conscience bothered them. And they said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Now right away that clues you in that these people knew that to receive the promises that Peter was talking about, they knew they would probably need to do something. And Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, for the promise is unto you and to your children and to those that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. So here, even in this, we read that salvation was purchased by Jesus Christ. But not everybody has salvation. It's in the account. You can access it, but you got to know how to do it. And that's what they meant by what should we do? Like, what do we need to do? These people that say you don't need to do anything to be saved, that's a bunch of baloney. That's not scriptural. In fact, <coughs> I'm going to say all the promises of God are tied into something we do. I'm not talking about being saved by works. But what I am saying is God is looking for us to make a response so he can make a response. Like he died for us, he, he came to this earth, robed in flesh, went to the cross and died for us. But that doesn't mean it's going to do us any good unless we do what it says for it to take effect. Like in Acts 2.38, for instance, he said the promise was that your sins can be washed away and that you could receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Your sins can be completely forgiven and forgotten by God. At least when I say forgotten, of course, he knows everything, but they will not be charged to your record. And he's going to give you, he promises, the gift of the Holy Ghost. <clears throat> and, of course, we know that when they received the gift of the Holy Ghost in Acts chapter 2, and also in other places in the book of Acts, they, the initial evidence was they spoke with other tongues or a different language they did not know. These are the promises in Acts 2.38. But what is, what is the commandment? How do you get the promise? You need to repent. That means to be sorry for your sins, to turn from your sins, to be sorry enough for your sins to turn from your sins, and to be baptized, which means to be immersed, dunked under the water, with somebody saying in the name of Jesus Christ while they're doing it. This is how you get your sins forgiven, and this is how the promise of the Holy Spirit will come. You see, how do we access the promises of God? Are they just for everybody? 
They're not. <coughs> They're not. Well, that's kind of the introduction to the program, and there's a lot to this tonight and a lot of different directions I could go tonight. Uh, go ahead and throw me that text, 701-290-7862. Now, this song, I'm going to make a disclaimer. I've never really heard the song. I don't know much about the artist, but I'm having faith in a young lady that listens to our program from Wapaton, North Dakota. So let's give it a try, see what you think. It's called You Got to Know Your Bible by Buddy Davis. He was an old attorney. He had a Christ-like mind. He spoke with authority. His eyes were wise with time. He handed me the Bible. He said in all the books I've read. There's none with more evidence and the verdict must be read. He said you've got to know the Bible like a lawyer knows the law. Should the world convict you, quote them scripture without law. Be ready for their judgment should the gavel fall. You've got to know the Bible like a lawyer knows the law. Set the words, the whole truth is nothing but the truth. Testify for Jesus and show them all your proof. The world is your jury, they must be convinced. The Bible is the word of God, go prove it innocent. But he said you've got to know the Bible like a lawyer knows the law. Should the world convict you, quote them scripture without law. Be ready for their judgment, should the gavel fall. You've got to know the Bible like a lawyer knows the law. He said you've got to know the Bible like a lawyer knows the law. Hey, that wasn't too bad, was it? Liked it. Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show. We might play a little more of this Buddy Davis tonight. We're talking about how to access the promises of God. We, How do we access Acts 2.38, where it says we can be forgiven, our sins can be remitted, washed away? Uh, how, do, how can we receive the gift of the Holy Ghost? These are promises that God has given us, but they don't just come to us unless we do our part. I... You may not think this is a a program that has a lot of significance. Maybe a lot of you know the things I'm telling you. But our religious, much of our religious world is really mixed up. They claim the promises of God. They claim that God has forgiven their sins, but they haven't obeyed what God said to do to get their sins forgiven. They haven't repented. They haven't been baptized in Jesus' name. The promise of the baptism of the Holy Ghost, that's, Jesus promised his disciples that would happen after that he he was resurrected. You they didn't people don't do what they need to do to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You see, my radio show tonight is about there are promises from God, but there are commandments that God has given us to access the promises. And this is 
somewhat deep theologically if you're on the wrong side of this, because there are people listening to me tonight that probably believe you do nothing to access the promises of God. You just show up. But that's not true. In fact, you have to have a completely blind way of looking at the Bible to come up with that. You can't probably, you can't turn to a page in the Bible and find something that said, God said, I'm going to do this, and you don't have to do anything. Like, like, um, the prodigal son's father didn't come out and find him. He had to come home. The prodigal son had to come home. Then his father ran out to meet him. And and we're going to cover several topics tonight, but number one, our relationship with God, God certainly started it. Like he called us, he made a way to forgive us, he went to the cross so that we could be forgiven. But to access those promises of forgiveness and infilling of the Holy Ghost, there's something we need to do also. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 18, there are promises here. Verse 17, 2 Corinthians 6, 17, the Lord said, I will receive you. Verse 18, I will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Now that is pretty neat that God is going to make a promise that I'll receive you and I'm going to adopt you and I'm not only going to be a God to you, but I'm going to be a father to you. You're going to be my sons and my daughters. That's that's a pretty neat promise. But does that just happen to you because you read it in the Bible? Do you care to find out what was written in the scripture so you could access that promise. Because that promise of God receiving us and being a father to us is predicated in verse 17 of Second Corinthians 6. It says, Wherefore come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you and will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all the filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. So so this concept of us running around and saying, God is my father, I'm his son, I'm his daughter, is it true if you don't do the other parts of this? Couldn't Can you be a child of God if you don't come out from among them and separate yourself from this crazy world? Can you be a child of God if you don't cleanse yourself from the filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness and the fear of God? See, tonight I'm telling you, God has got wonderful promises in the Bible for all of us. 
but they are not automatically yours because you're breathing. You know, uh, so many of the, I mean, God, even in the, the greatest commandment, Jesus tells us that we need to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And loving God is another way that we become a child of God. Here's a little song I wrote a few years ago, and it's just called You. You pulled me from the garbage And you taught me how to live And you filled me with your spirit And you washed away my sin You There is none like you, none beside you, you You alone are holy, alone are worthy, you You're the one who made me, the one who saved me, you And I love you, my God You And you have given me a family And you have touched my heart and soul And I really truly can't see Why you ever loved me so You There is none like you, none beside you, you You alone are holy, alone are worthy, you You're the one who made me, the one who saved me, you And I love you, my God Yes, I love you, my God You Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show tonight with a little live music there. We've got uh, our team that goes up to the county jail. We have Warren and Kyle and then uh, myself, and then we have Abe. And Abe always brings his guitar up. He used to he used to be part of this program. He used to run the controls and do some singing. Every once in a while we get Abe to come in and grab that guitar and do some stuff. He's pretty good. We're talking about the promises of God, how to access the promises of God, and how messed up our world is a religious world in some ways they think that hey the willis family's listening hey good to have them are henry and harrison listening tonight i bet they are the uh, henry and harrison like me their sisters are kind of shy around me but they like me we've got let's see sister yvonne marin listening tonight we've got becky listening tonight we've got reuben in texas listening good to have him tuned in Good to have him with us tonight. We've got, um, oh man, uh, Jason listening. Knock it out of the park, he said. Um, we've got two else listening tonight. Oh, I got a bunch of people here. Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show, and thank you. Text me seven zero one two nine zero seven eight six two. How do you access the promises of God? 
uh, this this is way bigger than maybe you even realize. Maybe you already realize it, but but everything that God has promised us has a condition tied to it. It does. You know, you know, you say, well, how about God's love? God loves us. He does love us. But in the book of Judas, it says, keep yourself in the love of God. Crazy. Praying in the Holy Spirit. Praying in the Spirit. <clears throat> I mean, even our provision, like in Matthew 6, 33, which happened to be, I think, my pastor's favorite scripture. He's passed away now, Pastor David Walters, but he was always quoting the scripture. And it, the scripture's talking about our our uh, God, our provision, our food, our clothing, our shelter, uh, the ability to take care of our families, take care of ourselves. Jesus said, "Don't worry about it. Don't worry about all these things." And in Matthew six thirty three, he said, "But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you." Now, some people think that all these things are going to be added to you just because you know this verse. But that's not what it says. The promise in this verse is that God's going to take care of us. He's going to take care of our physical needs. That's the promise. But the commandment in this verse is that we need to seek God's kingdom first and his righteousness. This is a big topic tonight. It doesn't matter if I finish it. And it doesn't matter if I go to all the scriptures that I have here tonight, because the point of this is this. If you're not going to do your part, God is under no obligation to do his part. I hope this doesn't sound harsh to you, but this is the reality of the scripture. You know, I mean, look at Second Chronicles. If my people shall humble themselves and pray, turn from their wicked ways, you know, I mean, he said, then I'll hear from heaven. I'll, I'll heal their land. How do we think God's going to do this if we don't do what we're supposed to do? You know, years ago, <clears throat> I had a man working for me, and he uh, missed a lot of work. We were, In fact, we, were, we worked directly together. I was his boss, but we were siding a new construction house east of Dickinson. It was a big house. Took us a while, but he was missing a lot of work. He didn't. He uh, this particular man was living in his car with his wife, and um, he missed a lot of work. While he was working, he was a good worker, but he missed a lot of work. And I, anyway, it was kind of bugging me, and he always had a reason and an excuse. Well, one day, I heard a rumor that he had found an apartment. And he needed a $500 rent and a $500 deposit. And I knew that he was going to ask me for that money. But I didn't feel good about giving it to him because he was missing so much work. So on the way home from work that day, he said to me, Hey, my wife and I found an apartment, $500 a month and $500 deposit. I need $1,000. And I looked at him and said, You know, it's funny you would ask me that, because I've been trying to give you that money for several weeks now, but you won't accept it. And he said, well, what do you mean by that? What do you mean I won't accept it? I said, well, you've missed at least $1,000 worth of work time, 
in these last two or three weeks that we've worked together. So I've been trying to give you that $1,000, but you won't accept it. And he didn't say a word to me. And it's not because Pastor Bob's stingy or I don't want to help people that are down on their luck. It's not that. But it's just about the same way we treat God. We get mad at God for not answering our prayers, but then we're not doing the part of the prayer that we're supposed to do. We think that God is our servant. You know, we think God's supposed to listen to us when He when we say something. Speak, Lord, or speak, or listen, Lord, your servant heareth. <laughs> Instead of speak, Lord, your servant, your servant heareth. You know, we we this <coughs> this this is mixed up. Truth, it's not truth. It's 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 false. God wants to help us. God wants to forgive us. God wants to take care of us. But we won't do our part. And so God won't do his part. You know, the um, we sing a song called Standing on the Promises, which is a really good song. But let's be careful we don't just stand on these promises. Let's, be, let's make sure that we do the things we need to do to receive the promises. You know, for instance, um, another for instance, God, God's leading in our life. Most of us would like to, to know that God is leading us. Most of us, I suppose most of us, especially people that are listening to a radio show like this, probably want God's um, God's direction in their life. Do you know that you can have God's direction? But there is prerequisites for it? Oh, I just got a picture of the Matherin kids on my phone. Oh, cute. They're listening tonight. Uh, Psalm thirty-seven twenty-three said, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast on, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. So the promises in these verses are, uh, there's, there's at least a couple. Uh, number one, that the Lord will order our steps. He'll, he'll, Help us walk down the road we're supposed to go. And then the Bible's kind of neat. It says the Lord kind of gets fired up about it. He delighteth in his way. Like the Lord wat- likes watching us. Uh, he, he plans our steps, and he likes us. Wa- he likes watching. I think he likes to surprise us myself. And then in, uh, one of the other promises is in the verse is, Though he fall, he shall not be cast down utterly, because the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. So in other words, even if this man stumbles... As long as his attitude's right, God's going to pick him back up and just keep him on his way. Those are the promises. God's guidance, God's favor, God's mercy. So what's the commandment in this verse? Is this for everybody? No, it says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. you got to be a good man, good woman. you got to, you got to keep taking steps. Keep on walking. Don't give up. Don't lay down. Two things there. Be the good man. Keep on stepping. You see, God won't lead you if you're just laying there waiting for God to tell you what your next move is. 
God will lead you if you live righteously and a good life and you do your best, you're walking already. Now, while you're walking, he's going to lead you. I love that verse, Psalm thirty-seven twenty-three. I think I quote it all the time. I bet our church is sick of me quoting it. Steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. He delighteth in his way. Oh, man. I feel like preaching that, just that, only that, just for the next half hour. See, the promise of God's guidance and God's favor and God's mercy are tied in to us doing what we know to do already. God's not going to give you any direction if you won't even do what you already know. You know, it's kind of like somebody, you know, wanting to be a missionary to Taiwan, but they're not witnessing to their own neighbors now or their workmates or, you know, in our church, you don't even have to... You don't have to witness to your neighbors or your workmates. We have so many visitors show up to church, you just need to latch on to one of them. We have a kind of a weird thing going on in our church. I don't know if it's weird or not. But we have an evangelism going on right now, and people are just like a magnet being attracted to our building. They're just showing up. You know, you that are from our church listening to me, um, (coughs) if you want to be an evangelist, all you got to do is when you see those new people come in, just go up to them and say, hey, we'd like to have you over for supper some night this week. That's all you got to do because God's bringing them. I mean, they show up. We don't even know who they are. I mean, we find out. <clears throat> God will lead us. Trust in the Lord, Proverbs 3 and 5. With all thine heart, lead not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. If you acknowledge God in all your ways, he's going to show you what to do. He'll direct our paths, not just our path. He'll direct our paths. He'll show you how to do it. He'll show you, he'll show you how to raise your kids. He'll show you how to, to, to make a living. He'll show you how to get to heaven. He'll show you how to bring other people to heaven. God's leading is tied into our actions. God's leading is supernatural. We can't do his part, but he won't do our part. I don't know. This seems simple to me, but it it seems awful profound to me too. And not because I'm just saying it, but, but I'm telling you, there's a lot of religious people that think God's supposed to do something that he's not going to do. You're you're shacking up with your girlfriend. You're not married. You're treating her like a piece of furniture. And now you're praying and say, God, what do you want me to do? He's not going to show you what to do. You either need to make a promise, a public promise to her and marry her, or you guys need to split up and then ask God what he wants you to do. You know, the, the will of God is not real difficult to understand. Sometimes it's difficult to do it, but it's pretty easy. You know, um, one of my favorite verses in the Bible is First Timothy four sixteen, and I probably say that a lot about a lot of verses, but this really is First Timothy four sixteen. It says, "Take heed unto thyself, and unto the doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing this thou shalt both save thyself." 
and them that hear thee. My greatest desire in life, I mean my very greatest desire, is that I could be an influence for others. Like the promises in this verse, 1 Timothy 4.16, says that not only can I be saved, but that others that are listening to me could be saved. Now, you don't have to be a radio show talk host to have other people listen to you. So, you can you can save yourself and those that hear thee. That That's kind of my greatest desire. I know that one of the new catchphrases is, I want to be an influencer. I want to, I want to be an influencer. And sometimes these people are influencing people to do things that are not godly, they're not right, uh, some of it's frivolous. But I do want to be an influencer. <clears throat> One of the reasons I'm on the radio tonight is I want to influence you, that you're listening. Like, I'm not just doing this with no purpose in mind. I want to brainwash you. I want to change your thinking. I want to, I want to you that are spiritually dead or blind or dull, I, w- I want to wake you up. Yeah, that's, I mean, I, I let the secret out, didn't I? The cat's out of the bag now. You know, you know I wasn't doing this for money because I've never asked you for a dollar. And, and I wouldn't take a dollar from you. On, for the, you know, if you want to give a dollar to this radio show, give it to your, take your mom out to eat or something. We're not doing this for the money. I'm certainly not doing it for popularity. Um, that's, that's not it. I only have one reason I'm doing this is I want to influence somebody. Now, what is your desire tonight? What are you alive for? To make a dollar? I mean, what's your greatest desire? To, uh, to marry a beautiful woman? To, uh, you know, like, be the center of attention? You want to be a famous politician or a rock star? Is that your desire? Well, that's pretty cheap. Some people don't have a desire. Some people just want to get through one more day. They're depressed. They're discouraged. That's sad. I want to be an influence. I want to be an influence. That's what I want to do. You know, this, this, um, you know, this verse says that I can be an influence. It said I can actually save people that hear me. But there's a promise. That's the promise. The promise is I can be saved, and I can save those that hear me. But what's the commandment? The commandment is take heed unto thyself, number one. Pay attention to how you live. Pay attention to what you say. Pay attention to where you go. Pay attention to your attitude. You got a stinky attitude of unforgiveness. You got a stinky attitude of of bitterness or 
selfishness or whatever, you're not going to save yourself or anybody else. Pay attention to yourself. Look at yourself in the mirror sometimes, and not the mirror in your bathroom, but the mirror of of God's Word. See how you stack up. It says pay attention to yourself. Pay attention to the doctrine. Like, do you know your Bible? Do you know what it says? And says, for in doing this, uh, well, I, I missed a part. It says, continue in them. So don't just make us, if you want to be an influencer of other people going to heaven, don't just make a start, <coughs> but keep it going. You know, this this concept of, um, you know, here again, I'm happy for every person that starts out in their walk with God. If tonight you're hearing this program, you start out a walk with God, I'm excited. I'm more excited when you continue on. I'm not trying to be negative, but I, unfortunately, over the years, I've seen a lot of people make a start, but they didn't do didn't continue on. They didn't finish. They just became emotionally motivated by something, but they didn't make up their mind. And part of it's our culture, because we are living in a culture here in America that just has trouble sticking to anything for more than 10 minutes. If you pay attention to how you're living, if you pay attention to the Word of God and you continue in them, the Bible said you'll save yourself, and you're going to save those that hear you. Jesus said if you continue, in John eight thirty one, if you continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. You know, this, this is, uh, let me just take a little break here. I'll play, play another song by this girl. This girl from Wapaton asked me to play these songs. See if you like it. 701-290-7862. I watch your lips flapping on the network evening news. Broadcasting, promoting their so-called unbiased views. Looking down their noses at the Christians like a plague. I'm not on a squawk box, but I've got something to say. I've got good news for you to report. Hey, Jesus rules, he's king, and he is Lord. The story is across, there's salvation for the lost. I've got good news for you to report. I watched that anchor man bite his lips and raise his brow. Announcing doom and gloom like it's going out of style He needs a cheery story, and I've got news for him The God who made everything is coming back again I've got good news for you to report Hey, Jesus rules, he's king and he is Lord The story is across, there's salvation for the lost I've got good news for you to report Hey, I've got good news for you to report You know Jesus rules, he's king and he is Lord The story is 
there's a cross, there's salvation for the lost. I've got good news for you to report. Yeah, I've got good news for you to report. Pastor Bob is back. Some people have said we've lost the Holy Ghost radio signal, so I'm not sure if you're still listening to me or not. I've got several texts saying that we lost the signal tonight, so I guess we'll have to uh, so maybe you tie into the KDIX. Hopefully you could tie into the KDIX.net website and get, get it that way. Let's see, where were we at? Uh, if you can still hear me on Holy Ghost Radio, why don't you text me, 701-290-7862. I guess if you can't hear me, you won't text me anyway. The uh, I've just had a few texts here saying that we lost signal. Uh, I guess Brother Duran said I'm on, so I don't know. Some of you must, maybe it's on your end. Some of you lost signal here. We're talking about the commandments of God and we're talking about the promises of God and how they're tied together. In our text, it says that we need to show the same diligence that Abraham showed. Once we, once we got the promise, we need to follow through. We need to keep our end of the deal. And then he goes on to say, don't be lazy, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. You know, have you become lazy in doing your part? In James chapter 1 and verse 8, it says, it's talking about a double-minded man that's unstable in all of his ways. Even when I'm reading this, I'm thinking about somebody I know that's a double-minded man. Hmm. You'd have to guess on that one. Because <coughs> I'm not telling. Not on the radio. But the um, it says that person like that's not don't let him think he's going to get anything from the Lord, James chapter one verses seven and eight. If you're going to get anywhere with God, you're going to have to follow through. That's what you're going to have to do. I got Brother Luna telling me this girl's name that told me about these songs. Well, this girl didn't want me to name her name on the radio, Brother Luna. That's why I never said it. <laughs> That's why I never... Some of you don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway, I shouldn't read these texts while I'm on the radio. I feel like I'm having a conversation. I guess that's all right. But have you been? Have you become lazy in doing your part? When God said, I'll do for this for you if you do this for me, what if you get lazy doing the part you're supposed to do? You know, there are some people that just get lazy and quit coming to church all the time. I I pastor a church where I got a lot of good people, but I got some folks just show up on went on Sunday mornings, that's it. And and I even talk in church about, "Hey, you need to come on Wednesdays too," and they don't. Some of it's just lazy. It's either lazy or worldly. I'm not sure which. But if we don't do our part, do we get mad at God for not doing his part? 
See, my desire as a pastor, one of my, my one of my desires is to be a motivator. You know, come on, get up, get going. You're on the right track. Keep moving. You know what to do. Just keep doing it. The, these verses says say through faith and patience we will obtain the promise. Through faith and patience. It's not time to give up on God now. It's time to keep going. You know, some people think, you know, I suppose that we've had some success here in Dickinson. We have a a nice-sized church. We've got a couple, you know, a daughter works that, you know, have their own churches now. And, um, you know, we've got a, you know, we've got a building, a really nice church building that'll hold like 500 people. Uh, we, we um, you know, like I say, we've got a lot of great people coming, a lot of young people, a lot of children. You know, a good-sized church. I mean, not, not a mega church by any means. And some people think, you know, you've really arrived. Well, I don't look at it that way. I look at it like every new person is like a brand-new thing. You know, I, I, I'm thankful for the faithful people that come, but I'd really be depressed if we just had our little group and we weren't growing. I, I'd really be depressed by that. But I will tell you this, the success that we've had so far is because somebody continued on. And I'm not bragging about myself here because I was only a part of building this church. Now, there were people that were scaffolding, like they were here for a while and helped us, and they left. Thank God for you. Maybe you're listening to me tonight. If you were here and helped us, um, and, and you now you're called somewhere else and doing a great work for God there, <coughs> thank you for helping us while you were here. You were the scaffolding, part of the scaffolding. But there are other people that are bricks. Like there's a man listening right now to me, that has actually turned down higher-paying job offers in other places because he feels like he was called to Dickinson to help build this church. You see, it's those kind of people that have caused, if we have some success here in Dickinson, it's those kind of people that have made it happen. Because God is into faithfulness. I remember when we first started the church, we didn't have hardly anybody coming. We'd have visitors come, and they'd, they after church occasionally, they would say things, yeah, we probably won't come back. There's not a lot of people here. Or there's not a lot of teenagers here. Or there's not a lot of families here. And I'd be like, why don't you stay and be one of the first ones? See, you know, don't quit, don't give up, because it doesn't seem to be working. Be not weary in well-doing. That's the commandment. Here's the promise. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. I I love, here, am I going to say this is one of my favorite verses? Galatians 6 and 9. 
How about verse 10? As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. You know, if things aren't panning out the way you think they should and you're serving God, don't give up. Don't quit. Because God doesn't honor a quitter. The word faithful and the word quitter are two opposite words. You know, this, this, um, yeah, oh yeah, you know, people get discouraged. Pastor Bob gets discouraged at times. <coughs> I, I know that, um, I, I, I suppose it's easy to preach things, but sometimes inside you feel discouraged. That That's happened to me. But it doesn't matter if I get discouraged. That doesn't make any difference. Just don't quit. Don't give up. Because God is looking for those that will endure to the end. He's he's looking for those that will not quit, not faint. The promises of God, the only difference, folks, between the people that go to heaven and the people that don't are the people that go to heaven just keep going. Don't text me your whiny story about how rough your life has been and how your life has been rougher than mine, because it maybe has. We're not in a contest here to see who's had the worst life. But the Bible says in the even in our temptation, God will make a way of escape for us. Like, just don't quit. The promises of God are real. They're for us. But you've got to do your part. Well, <laughs> we're starting to run close to the time. We've got um, we've got a lot of uh, people listening tonight. The um, thank you for all all of you. Um, some some I don't know who you are. That's even better. <laughs> that means you're new people, maybe. Pastor Bob, we sponsor the Tell It Like It Is radio show broadcast. Comes to you every Sunday night at 8.06 Mountain Time to 9.06. I pastor the New Life Pentecostal Church in Dickinson, North Dakota, 501 Elks Drive. We have church Wednesday nights at 7.30, Sunday morning, Sunday school at 10, worship at 11. Um, We have other things going on throughout the week. We have we have church services and beach on Tuesday nights and Sunday mornings, Bowman on Wednesday nights and Sunday mornings. We have, uh, in our area, we have church in Newtown, Williston, Minot, Beulah, Bismarck, Mandan, all over this um, western and southwestern North Dakota. Um, If you live in Dickinson, we have a men's Bible study at 10 o'clock on Friday mornings at McDonald's. And that's that's been picking up. That's kind of neat. 
<coughs> so that's kind of a fun thing. Even have people, for visitors from McDonald's show up sometimes, it sounds like. We've got, um, uh, you can get a hold of us during the week if you need a ride to church. Uh, the cell phone number is certainly a good way, 701-290-7862. Our church phone is 701-264-7862. You can email me, robertsimons58 at gmail.com. So there's a lot of different ways to stay in touch with us. But the best way would be to show up Wednesday night at 7.30 to meet us. You're going to love our church. There's a lot of children there, a lot of uh, families there, and a lot of new people there. So you're going to fit in. Don't worry about it. The crowd's big enough to where you won't feel uncomfortable. If you're bashful, you can kind of hide, you know. But I'll find you. I'll come and meet you. You know, uh, I, I was going to play another. I brought my guitar in the studio, but I didn't really get around to it. Tonight, I just want to end the program by saying this. God has got some wonderful promises for us. Promises of salvation, forgiveness, and filling of the Holy Spirit. He's got promises of relationship with him. He'll be our father. He's got promises of miracles we, that we can see signs and wonders in our own lives. We can, we, he has promises of that our prayers can shake this world. Our prayers can change this world. These are all promises of God. But they're all tied in to what are we going to do. If you want God, you're going to have to serve Him. If you want God, you're going to have to love Him. If you want God to work in your life, you're going to have to do what He says. That's the way it is. Don't let anybody tell you it's not that way. God loves you. He'll forgive you. He'll, he'll, he, he doesn't care what you've been doing. But he does care about what you're going to start doing. That's what he cares about. He doesn't care whose bed you've been sleeping in. But he cares about what you're going to do now. He'll forgive the past. But if you're just going to go headlong and continue to disobey God, you're in trouble. Lord Jesus, tonight as we close this broadcast, we ask you to just talk to our listening audience. Maybe some of them have been mixed up religiously. Maybe some of them have been trying to claim your promises, Lord, but they don't realize that there is something that they need to do to receive them. I just pray for them tonight. I pray you put a hunger in their lives, God, a hunger that says, God, whatever it takes, I want your promises in my life. We just pray in the name of Jesus. All right, well, is it okay if I end with a goofy song? I'd like to end with a goofy song. All right, somebody tell me it's okay. Is it okay if I end with a goofy song? Let's see here. Nobody's texting me. I got Brother Luna telling me what to end with, but I got this song queued up. Okay, I'm going to play this goofy song. Um, (laughs) Just... Anyway, Pastor Bob signing off, Tell It Like It Is radio show. Thanks for all the communication tonight. I'll be back, Lord willing, next Sunday night, 8.06 Mountain Time.
Hey there, Delilah, this is your ex-boyfriend, Samson, and I know you thought that lifting weights made me so buff and handsome you were wrong. It's cause I let my hair grow long that makes me strong. Hey there, Delilah, you came in while I was sleeping and I couldn't feel you cutting and I didn't hear you creeping out the door. You left my hair piled on the floor while I just snored. Oh, what you did to me, oh, while I was asleep. Oh, I'm a Nazarene, oh, but you shaved me clean. Delilah, you're so mean. Killed a lion, big and mean, and slaughtered many Philistines, all with the donkey's jawbone, that's no lie. But now I'm chained up to the wall, and I can't cry no tears at all, because they came and gouged out both my eyes. Why'd you grab your clipping shears and shave my head like Britney Spears, and now I'm standing here in total shame, and you're to blame. there, Delilah, why did you have to deceive me? And it's hard for me to think not long ago I wanted you to be my bride. But you took too much off the sides. Hey there, Delilah, when you die, just tell the devil I said hi, and he'll know why. Now I feel so weak Oh, I look like a freak, you know Delilah, you're a geek Oh, you're such a geek Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.